0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman
1: in association with Air
0: on News Talk.
1: Tea Breakfast now from today, everyone aged seventeen and over who who are some of them in Shane's eyes children are going to be able to access free home SDI <laughs> tests. Not S- in my eyes, they we're, we're are. We're sending children. the kids the STI tests um, because under the new HSE service, people can now apply for home test kits online, which will then be delivered by. On And Dr Fiona Lyons, HSE Clinical Lead for Sexual Health, joins us now. This is a new departure, um, Fiona. Back in my day in practice, this is not how we behaved. And in fact, the the HSE wouldn't have necessarily supported home testing for fear of missing certain things.
2: Yeah, and I suppose I'm very happy that today has finally arrived, Kira. And thank you for having me on the show this morning. This is all about um, handing people the responsibility and empowering people. I just was listening to your conversation there before we came on. Um, about responsibility and this is about giving people the responsibility and empowering them to um, to look after their own sexual health. Um, we have a challenge in Ireland with um, capacity and access to STI testing. So this is one of the solutions to that. And, and in the pilot that ran between January and May of 2021, we had an estimated increase in capacity in the, ca- the participating counties of 33%, which is 33% of, of tests that weren't available to people in those counties prior to the to the pilot being um, being done back in 2021. Um, so it's all about um, this is very much in line with the principles of Solange Care, providing people with the right care at the right time in the right place. It isn't for everybody and it's largely targeting mostly targeting individuals who are asymptomatic and, and that does um, a number of things. It allows people to be in greater control of their sexual health and meeting their sexual health needs It also overcomes many of the longstanding barriers of stigma and embarrassment around um, having to give a sexual history or having to talk to somebody about their sex lives uh, and we know that from the pilot that 57% of the people who engaged with the pilot service had never engaged with the sexual health service. So that is very good indeed. Okay. And it also, sorry.
1: No no, 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 I was just agreeing. Um, so if somebody is listening this morning and they, they want one of these, what do they do?
2: So they go to our homepage, sexualwellbeing.ie, and all the information about the free um, uh, online STI testing service is available on the on the homepage. So people click on that, and they will be asked a number of questions um, uh, to determine what type of kit they need, um, and then they'll also be asked for information about where to send the kit to um, and a phone number to be contacted at. Because it's a really important part of this service is that people that that it's a wraparound service. So many people are able to navigate this very easily and won't have and may have negative results at the outcome that's very good we're providing with them with reassurance and that's important from a population health perspective as well but for individuals who will need additional care it's really important that they provide us with contact details so that if they do need to be um uh, supported into ad- um, having additional care and additional investigations that we can do that for them so we run we've run we've established this in an integrated way with our public STI clinics okay. so that if somebody needs support they can get and into the and if somebody that they need. does
1: that they go on, on onto the website they get the kit i presume it's it's relatively user friendly and easy to use and supposing then they get a positive result what happens then? So
2: everybody gets the results. That's another really, really important thing. And, and within the pilot phase, all the results w- were given to users within se- about over 97% of, of people got their results within 72 hours of the sample getting to the laboratory, which is really, really good. And that was one of our key targets in the pilot. Um, so people will, um, if people have negative results, they'll get a text message to let them know their results. Um, the results for chlamydia and gonorrhea can be given back as positive or negative, and people get a text message with that result. If somebody has a reactive result on one of the blood tests, we can't Firm that it's positive we, w- we will say that it's reactive and depending on on which test it is they will get a phone call or a text message okay, about so that, absolutely. and be supported in so it's a, a graded level of um, support right. in accessing services depending on the on the individual results okay
1: all kicking off today listen thank you for speaking to us this morning that is dr fiona lyons our hsc clinical lead for sexual health
0: 13 minutes past seven on News Talk Breakfast with Ciara and Shane. Limerick Pedestrian Network is asking for reform for parking on pavement offences. The group will bring the issue today to the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Justice that will discuss enforcement of road traffic offences. Uh, we are joined by Madeleine Lies, chair of the Limerick Pedestrian Network. Uh, Madeleine, what are you going to be saying to the Oireachtas Committee today?
3: Hi Morning. Um, we'll be talking about the damage done by the kind of widespread um widespread abuse of pavement parking and we'll be trying to come up with some ideas for solutions.
0: Okay, and w- w- to tell us about some of those problems.
3: So the damage I suppose comes for um comes for people across different across their life really and um, when you're a small child it puts your life in danger a lot more you have to we're talking here about where cars are parked up and people have to squeeze by or go out and around into the road in order to get past them right so this is illegal in Ireland but the problem is that the vast majority of people don't really understand that it's illegal and don't really understand that they're causing difficulties for people when they do it most people I think think that they're kind of being conscientious when they pull up you know I'm, I'm getting my car out of the way of traffic. But of course, they're getting their car into the way of a different kind of traffic, pedestrian traffic. Um, and so we we see across the globe where this is causing trouble, that it's particularly menacing, particularly troublesome for um, people with mobility issues, visually impaired people, uh, people with little kids, parents and carers, people with buggies, people with guide dogs. Um, and so kind of across the life uh, across our lives there are different points in which pavement parking causes real trouble. Uh, uh,
0: so what would you like to see done? That's the problem and, and, and you outlined the problems very eloquently. Uh, I, I think I'd, I'd add cyclists uh, to that as well because cyclists have to swerve out and avoid those cars and that can be quite, quite dangerous as well. Um, what what do you want to see happen?
3: So there's all kinds of things that we can do um, and we are kind of part of a, of a worldwide push for change on this and and different jurisdictions grappling with it and different pedestrian groups kind of trying to figure it out. I've seen campaigns in Senegal, in Iran, Macedonia, Georgia, all over the world. Um, And there are really, there are a few different categories, right? There's enforcement, you change that. There's street design, changing that. And there's education. So enforcement is, is... fines and penalty points. Yeah. So we have some on the spot fines happening in the Irish context a bit in Dublin. Um there's a very very tiny number of penalty points. I think about 0.01% of all penalty points last year were for um were for pavement parking. You can change street design and this is often where you see it working most effectively where so for example in the Netherlands instead of having double yellow lines where you can't park, they have Days where you can park—that's what they emphasise there. Or you can designate um, alternative sides, or one particular side of a road is for you know parking, and okay. the other side isn't. And, and, and
0: like y- you mentioned education as well. Just finally and, and briefly, what message do you want to get out to people listening to this morning?
3: I think it's that it's it's. A, a, let me see. I think it's about how people understanding that they're not doing the kind of. The nice thing by pulling up on the path that like one in five visually impaired people have been injured by a car in the street and there are a quarter of a million visually impaired people in ireland uh, 80% of wheelchair users have changed their routes in order to try and avoid these things um and we know that if we're trying to change how we use transport in Ireland. If we're trying to move away from the car, investing millions and millions and millions of euros in making paths better, cycle lanes better, then to have, at the same time, Madeline. impunity for pavement parking is crazy.
0: Madeleine Lies, chair of the Limerick Pedestrian Network. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7.00. On News Talk.